Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We do have somebody who wants to tackle the equal pay issue for women's soccer players. That'll take place later this hour. That conversation continues to reek of intellectual dishonesty among people, blind partisans, most of them, hacks, if you will, who want to lead you to one extreme conclusion or another. It is not as simple as either of those extremes are, ex are projecting to you, and I can actually prove that that is the case. I will do so during the course of this hour. Richard Justice joins us on baseball next hour. Home run derby last night, all-star game tonight. Question of the day for you across North Carolina. Which sport does this all-star thing best, and why do you feel that way? NBA getting the most votes, but the Pro Bowl, NASCAR, and Major League Baseball also getting a lot of votes. The NHL and others getting a few ballots trickling in, too. Heather O'Reilly, former U.S. women's national team player, current North Carolina Courage soccer star, also one of the elite broadcasters for Fox Sports over in France during this most recent Women's World Cup. Heather O'Reilly will go from the practice pitch to the telephone. She'll be among our guests in hour number three as we pick over the baseball, NBA, Wimbledon, British Open, and other headlines of the day, 1-800-849-2761. The fastest-growing game show in all of sports radio is back, and it is back for one month only. Everyone who wants to be a contestant is eligible to be a contestant long ago when the David Glenn Show went statewide here in North Carolina. We collected votes for the greatest sports movies of all time. Among the classics that we have used, obviously none of these will be utilized today, have been Bull Durham or Rocky from the boxing genre, Hoosiers, and lots of other basketball-oriented flicks, Slapshot, Miracle, and others from the hockey genre. Baseball has had a lot. Football has had a lot. Basketball has, has had a lot. Who didn't like Ray Allen as Jesus Shuttle, Shuttlesworth and he got game. You got Hoop Dreams if you like the documentary type thing. You've got Glory Road if you prefer the evolution of society as it unfolds in the sports context. You have Blue Chips. You have Space Jam. I mean, we want cartoon characters. We've got a classic sports movie challenge for you. Of course, none of those will be featured today. Here's how it's going to work, Darren Vaught. You cue up the audio. We play that audio clip live for the sports fans of North Carolina. One of them will take a shot at correctly naming that movie, and he or she, whoever wins, gets his or her choice of prizes from the David Glenn Show prize closet. That sometimes is food. That sometimes is haircuts from our friends at Sport Clips. That is often books from the great sports authors who drop by as guests here on the David Glenn Show. It's also tickets to any variety of the pro or college partners that we have located in our great state. We have someone near you, no matter where you win from, as you dial 1-800-849-2761. I guess out-of-state listeners, it may be a little trickier in some cases, but those lines are open if you would like to walk the plank blindly Without hearing the audio, you can dial in right now. I know most of you are a little more cautious. You want to hear the audio first and then identify the classic sports movie of the day. An added twist is that we have asked this summer's interns to have input on which classic sports movie they would like to profile. And intern Will, representing William Peace University, has 
done some research and cultivated some obscure fun facts about the movie whose audio you are about to hear. Now, I think this one will be relatively easy, but whether you win or not, you definitely want to stay in your seats, as the old saying goes, because Will is going to dazzle us with details about this particular classic sports movie. And in fact, I am certain that I have at least one fascinating little wrinkle about this movie you're about to hear that I would guess 99% of you have never heard before. With that in mind, we open the phone lines, 1-800-849-2761. And Darren Vaught, have I forgotten anything? I know. I think you laid out the ground rules, ground rules pretty well there. All right. More later on the NBA, NHL, Baseball All-Star Game, Wimbledon, British Open, and the U.S. Women's National Soccer Extravaganza. Right now, it is the here for one month only, and we won't even have it every day. Programming note, we'll be coming at you live from Charlotte next week at the ACC's annual kickoff event. So, you know, Clemson's Dabo Sweeney drops by regularly here on the David Glenn Show, as does in the basketball context, out-of-state super coach Tony Bennett of UVA. How do you get all these national champions, Darren? Are you secretly paying them to be regular guests? All the in-state, I mean, Coach K and Roy Williams, whether they liked us or not, they're based here. We have an unprecedented statewide platform. You know, they're going to probably join us occasionally, even if they didn't like us. Those out-of-state coaches, man, they don't need us. Tony and Dabo among our regular guests. We, of course, will catch up a lot of star players. I believe it is it Noah's Ark style. Two from each school, right? <laughs> yeah, I hadn't heard it referred to yeah. as that, but yeah. <laughs> so each, each ACC school sends, same in basketball for later this year for Operation Basketball, as it's called. Each school sends two guys. Uh, it's not always the two biggest stars. Each coach does that a little bit differently. Each program has a little different philosophy there. But, of course, all 14 head football coaches from the ACC will be there 28 Noah's Ark-style players will be there for possible interviewing as well. That's next week, so we probably won't have a classic sports movie challenge on those days. We probably won't have them on, say, best and worst of the weekend Mondays. But during the somewhat slower on the sports calendar month of July, we will offer for one month only the classic sports movie challenge. With that behind us, Darren, this is one of the 50 movies voted by our state audience, statewide audience, as one of the top 50 sports movies of all time. Cue up the audio. Darren likes this movie so much he has queued up. He has multiple audio snippets. I think you'll only need one of the famous ones to correctly identify this classic sports movie. Darren, go ahead with the audio. Then we'll have some fun with intern Will and his dazzling details on a movie that I'm not allowed to name and magically have gotten this far into the show without accidentally naming. Go ahead, Darren Vaught. Yeah, it's easy when you play with a bunch of rejects and a uh, fat kid, Rodriguez. Shut your mouth, Phillips. Would you say crap face? I said you shouldn't even be allowed to touch a baseball. Except for Rodriguez, you're all an insult to the game. Come on! We'll take you on right here, right now! Come on! Plan a real diamond porter. You ain't good enough to lick the dirt off our cleats. Watch it, jerk. Shut up, idiot. Moron. Scab eater. Butt sniffer. Puss licker. <laughs> Fart smeller. <laughs> you eat dog crap for breakfast, geek. You mixed your weeds with your mama's toe jam. Yeah. <laughs> you bob grapples in the toilet. And you like it. <laughs> 
You play ball like a girl! <laughs> Man, we're quick out of the gate with the classic sports movie challenge. This is one of my favorites. <laughs> what did you say? You heard me. Tomorrow. Noon. At our field. Get the buffalo butt breath. Count on it, pee-drinking crap face! Yeah! Let's go! Now, I cannot honestly say that that is my number one favorite scene from this movie, which we still will not name, Darren, because we're going to the phone calls now at 1-800-849-2761. Here's my question to you again. Do not give away the answer. Would you know my favorite scene from this classic sports <laughs> was, movie? I, Don't you say, say it. You say that, and, and I want to ask know. you the question. You I want to ask you the question. Is that because we've gotten to know each other so well, or are you just that predictable? Because <laughs> um, I, I know exactly okay, what scene yeah, you you're know talking about. Is. You know what it is. Would you have known that within a week? of working with the David Glenn Probably. Show. Yeah, I think you would have. I, I don't mind being that predictable. I will never apologize for that particular <laughs> corner of what interests me here on planet Earth. Uh, Matt in Wilmington, I believe, dialed in even prior to hearing the audio. He was walking the plank while blindfolded without a cigarette. Onions! Onions for Matt in Wilmington. Matt, after hearing that classic sports movie audio, can you win this edition of the classic sports movie challenge? I'm going to guess it's from the Sandlot. That is correct. Oh, I'm so happy. I can't even feel my arms. And Madden Wilmington is a winner, probably in more ways than one. But for day today's purpose, he gets his pick from the DG Show Prize Closet. Is that high on your list of classic sports movies, Matt, personally? Or did you just happen to luck into that famous scene? Why lie about such things? I totally guessed. I'm more a oh, football wow. fan than anything, but I have seen the movie, and I thought it was probably right. Well done. That's the way to improvise. He's out there on the plank. He has a blindfold. He has no cigarette. He got it right anyway. Bill Raftery would be proud of those onions. Matt and Wilmington stay on hold. We'll tell you how you can collect your prize. Now, intern Will... I believe we even gave him, what, what are we doing with these interns? They're practically running the place, right? We <laughs> gave Will his choice of any classic sports movie. Yeah. I have other. Any, in any one that fits the, on our 50 movie list, right? Previous interns from our show, which has been around for decades at this point, are hopping mad that they were not allowed such autonomy when it came to the classic sports movie challenge or anything else. You get ready for those angry emails from the rest of the family tree, Darren. <laughs> Will, and Will from William Peace came strutting into the studio. He got to pick the Sandlot, today's classic sports movie challenge. How about this? Since I've screwed up so many other things today, we'll get to Will's dazzling details, things you probably didn't know about a movie so many of us love. The Sandlot was the correct answer because Will has done such diligent research. I mean, the deep dive. And again, I have one or two pieces of trivia to add about this great baseball movie. We'll do that on the other side. Others want to jump into equal pay for women's soccer. I have a Serena Williams and other Wimbledon updates. I have a British Open update. It's still a week or more away, but we learned more today about who is playing and who is not playing. And I have questions about, among other things in the NBA, summer league action, LeBron James, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, the city of Los Angeles, and even our lowly Charlotte Hornets. Two great guests, both next hour, Heather O'Reilly, 
from the broadcast booth to the practice pitch to the telephone. She'll be our guest in about 90 minutes. Richard Justice on baseball's All-Star Day will join us also in hour number three. 1-800-849-2761. More stuff you didn't know about the Sandlot and more of those headlines. Remember, the question of the day remains, which sport does this All-Star thing best and why? The NBA is leading the way, but baseball, NASCAR, and the NFL are also jostling for position on that podium. 1-800-849-2761 is how you can be next on The David Glenn Show. Gary Player joining us. This morning I did 1,300 sit-ups and crunches. Wow. I pushed 300 pounds with my legs and I ran on the treadmill. You are one of the legends of golf and you've been an inspiration as a person as well. What a nice compliment and God bless America. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. Quick shout-out to longtime friend of the program, Rich Roth. Says he's listening on 99.9 FM, The Fan in the Triangle. Going to catch up with him. Maybe enjoy an adult beverage or two after the show. One of the original guys, Darren Vaught, you and he both from the great Commonwealth of Virginia, one of the original guys who had me as a guest on his show as an ACC or an NCAA type whatever, guru, expert, goofball any of the above would be appropriate so you know you remember the folks and you appreciate and honor the folks who knew you when right now everybody wants a piece of us back then the phone did not ring nearly as often shout out to rich as he makes his way to the capital city of raleigh 1-800-849-2761 the quick updates that i mentioned and then more from will representing william peace university the classic sports movie challenge has been won the movie today was The Sandlot. We gave you one of our favorite scenes via audio last segment. I know Darren is queuing up my personal favorite scene from one of my favorite baseball movies of all time. Will's done some great research. We're going to tell you some stuff you probably didn't know about that classic sports movie. But I promise two quick things. One, from the golf world. The British Open is not until next week, but we learned today more about who is playing and who is not playing. John Daly is now 53 years old. He is mostly irrelevant on the PGA Tour. But remember, because he is a two-time major champion, even as he needs, like, sponsors' exemptions to get into regular PGA Tour events, he qualifies for the Champions or Seniors Tour nowadays at 53. He, of course, because of those wins at the PGA Championship many years ago, I believe that championships rules mean that John Daly is exempt for life at the PGA championship like till you die or just don't want to play anymore you are exempt because you're a winner of the PGA championship the British Open which is Long John's other major title has rules saying that its past winners are automatically eligible all the way to the age of 60 so he has essentially he can't get into lesser events because he's just been irrelevant for more than a decade, mostly, on the PGA Tour. But he still is in two of the biggest of all because he won one of each back in the day. He, remember, applied for, requested, and received a golf cart to participate at the PGA Championship earlier this year. That was controversial. Some believe it is fundamental and essential to the sport of golf that you have to walk. Those are the rules. 
John Daly asked for an exception. He pointed to, among other things, the Americans with Disabilities Act. And sure enough, the PGA Championship gave him that golf cart. Well, the British Open today said, we're not giving you that golf cart. And John Daly, who also apparently is dealing with a spider bite that he got earlier this week or last week while in the United Kingdom, he says that he should qualify because, A, he has osteo osteoarthritis in his right knee and he essentially has a doctor's note saying it's extremely difficult for him to walk 18 holes now remember the english do not have to cater to americans under the americans with disabilities act you remember how these rules worked there in 1776 we got tired of following their rules from afar uh, 1776, I'm pretty sure it was a big day, July 4th or thereabouts, Declaration of Independence. You should read it sometime. It is, it is filled with, we're really tired of following your rules from the other side of the pond. Well, the folks at the British Open don't have to follow our rules, the American Disabil with Disabilities Act or otherwise. So John Daly did not have that same hook for his request. So the British Open folks... You all know Daly's controversial. A lot of people don't want him to get these exemptions because they say, hey, dude, it's not like you were born with some condition the way Casey Martin was. More people have more empathy with that person. You were born that way. John, you've been abusing your body to ridiculous degrees for 30 years, and now you have massive health problems as a result. This is not arthritis because, you know, you've overused your joints and you're 70. This is because you have been self-destructive for decades. Why should you get a waiver just for that? So even though he's the 1995 British Open winner, his request for a cart was turned down, and he will not participate. Quick local silver lining, if you will, former Duke star Kevin Streelman, who's been a guest on this show, was the first alternate. So if there were no dropouts, withdrawals, or controversies, he wasn't playing in the fourth and final major of the golf calendar. Kevin Streelman of Duke, who is a two-time winner on the PGA Tour, but has never had a top-10 finish at a major. He's 40 years old now. John Daly is out at the British Open as of today. Kevin Streelman is in at the British Open. Of course, we'll talk more about that event next week. 1-800-849-2761. The Wimbledon update quickly is that the GOAT, Serena Williams, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert for those hoping to watch when you get home later, was victorious today and has moved on to the semifinals. She is chasing her record 24th Grand Slam singles title. She's on to the semifinals. Tough competition still ahead. And American Sam Query on the men's side is alive and kicking in the quarterfinals. Unfortunately, he has to take on Rafael Nadal tomorrow morning at Wimbledon. But at least there's one man and one woman still representing the red, white, and blue as Wimbledon is in week number two and coming down the stretch, if you will. All right, in studio, Will from William Peace University. The Sandlot has been correctly identified in today's classic sports movie challenge. We sent Will on the deep dive. Will, tell us one, two, three, four, or more things that you learned that may shock, impress, or otherwise dazzle our statewide audience regarding one of their favorite movies as they have voted those things over this last decade. Welcome to Will from William Peace University. We will have other interns on other classic sports movies throughout the month of July. Will, what you got? 
Well, I have six facts about the Sandlot. Uh, the first one, so apparently it was originally supposed to be titled The Boys of Summer, um, but because there was actually already a book, which I actually did a little more research over the break, uh, it's a nonfiction baseball book um, from 1972, and it was written by Roger Kahn, and it just kind of talks about his childhood in Brooklyn, and he grew up uh, as a young New York Herald Tribune reporter. Uh, so interesting fact there. So they couldn't use that as the title, and so it became The Sandlot. All right. Is that, that the end of number one? That's the end All of number right, quick, one. All right. Quick side note. This shows the generation gap because Boys of Summer is one of the most famous sport, early yeah. sports books of all time. So no no penalty no penalty to Will. I mean, like that's decades before the guy was even born. But just to add a little twist, when he started, I had no idea. You should have a bell, Darren. Did he just go one for one and surprising you with facts about the the Sandlot? Yeah, I didn't know it was originally called Boys of Summer. No, I had no idea. Which would be a great title for a baseball movie. For but sure. I imagine Roger Kahn or his estate or his publisher <laughs> might have some objections to using that without compensation, so that doesn't surprise me. All right, the Sandlot could have been Boys of Summer. He gets a bell from me and a bell from Darren Vaught, both of us big-time baseball guys and big-time baseball movie guys. Well done, Will. What is dazzling fact number two? So most movies nowadays, they take a year, two years, more to shoot. Well, The Sandlot only took 42 days wow. to shoot it. That's a month and a half, essentially. Man. So... A great classic only took a month and a half to shoot. That's another bell for me. You, Darren? Yeah. And two I'm, for two? It, it has me thinking about the number of right. of um, scenes and the numbers of, of settings for, for the shows. On to dazzling detail number three from Will, representing William Peace University. So fact number three, um, the scene towards the end of the movie where Hercules, the dog, the beast of the movie, oh, yeah. um, you know, he chases after Smalls throughout the whole town, you know, because they're trying to get the infamous Babe Ruth signed ball uh, from over the fence. Well, so at the end of that chase scene, Hercules, you know, instead of eating Smalls alive, he just gives him a big old smooch on the face. Well, in order to make that scene work, they actually had to smear a whole jar of baby food on Small or the actor that played Small's face in order to get him to do it. Did not know that. I didn't know that either. That's extremely well done, right? That dog doesn't want to lick that kid's face unless there's something in it for the dog, right? That makes a lot of sense to me. Very well done. Hey, by the way, if a dog could talk, what might he have said? to that character in that sports movie. You're killing me, Smalls. That's exactly what the dog would have said. You're killing me, Smalls. On to dazzling detail number four from intern Will here on the David Glenn Show. So one of the most famous scenes probably in the whole movie, maybe in movie history, was when uh, they go to the fair at nighttime. I think it might have been around the 4th of July. It might have been the 4th of July in the movie. Uh, and, you know, the, the guys were feeling themselves after their big victory uh, that day. And so they break out some chaw, and they decided to have some chaw and go on a Ferris or some roller coaster rides. So the chaw was actually made of licorice and bacon bits. That's creative. Yeah. And I mean, because you're not having those kids chew on actual no. chaw, man. Have you ever seen, did, in your early baseball days, did you ever see, or you or one of your buddies try it? Oh, yeah. I, I played, I used to play with entire teams that would do it. And of course, I. I, it just never was something I got into, but uh, yeah, it was that. 
That's an accurate representation of what it looks like, for sure. Oh, it is. I, I wouldn't have thought of such things, but you need the coloration to be right, to be believable in the movie. You need the texture to be right, but you can't be giving these guys, you know, actually <laughs> c- actual cans of the stuff. Remember, Their first I, lesson I, in method acting. Hey, I came up been. as a baseball player in the 70s. So, you know, there were people smoking cigarettes left and right while watching their kids <laughs> play. And there were young, as I got older, there were young people who wanted to try the chewing tobacco or some version of it. Like you, I was not into it at all. But about as quickly as I've ever seen a human being turn shades of green was when some of my baseball teammates decided to, you know, <laughs> yeah. quote, quote, man up and, <laughs> and chew with the actual major leaguers. We're chewing. I'm like, you, I think you know this part of my personality and did so in week, week, uh, week one. Yeah, good luck with that, guys. I'll be here if you need me. Right, yeah. <laughs> I felt no need, no need to this day to go down that road. Very well done, Will. What do we have left on the dazzling details about the classic sports movie The Sandlot as Will has researched these things intently? Well, as you said, uh, Putting in Chaw and, and going on a Ferris wheel roller coaster ride is probably not going to end very well. Yeah. And so in the movie, naturally, as to be expected, they ended up vomiting on everybody below them in the in the fairgrounds. <laughs> and so they had, you know, a scene where you could see vomit going all over the, you know, everybody down there. And well, the vomit was actually a mixture of split pea soup, baked beans, oatmeal, water and gelatin. Shout out to prop masters everywhere (laughs) because that's brilliantly done once again. What else you got? I I know that you can't leave this room without mentioning at least one other scene. Oh, yeah. Not if you're an intern on maybe a different show, but not as an intern on the (laughs) David Glenn show. What else do you have, Will? So the infamous squints and Wendy peppercorn. Ah, there it is. There it is. We're halfway through today's show and Wendy just now makes her first appearance. The unforgettable lifeguard, Wendy Peppercorn. What you got? The actor that played um, Squints, Cha- uh, Chauncey Laparty, he would ask every day on set, when are we, we going to shoot that scene? When are we shooting that scene? When are we doing it? He wanted it so bad. And so when the day came to shoot that scene, you know, he, he, where he pretends to drown and he's flat on his back and she's giving him mouth to mouth, the director, David Evans, looked at him and said, keep your tongue in your mouth. Do you understand? <laughs> Very well done. I'm actually extra impressed by Will because if you can pick one of my, well, my favorite scene from one of my favorite sports movies and tell me something I didn't know about that scene, that's an A-plus right there, young man. Has that exhausted your list? Uh, well, the only one I had left was um, the cast because, I mean, there was plenty to do on set because, it's a, I mean, it's a summertime movie. There's baseball and you know, things like that. They actually snuck into a screening of Basic Instinct starring Ooh. Sharon Stone. Ooh. And according to the actor that played Smalls, he said, for an 11-year-old, you could not ask for a better movie. <laughs> I'm flashing back to my Did one of them write a, a memoir? Player. Like, that's some, that's some deep digging to get that info Darren, there. If I was somehow transported into Time Machine, and on a single day, maybe I got to play a little baseball, Maybe I got to shoot a little scene as Squints with Wendy Peppercorn while being told by the director what I was and was not allowed to do. (laughs) And at some point in that same 24-hour period, in that age bracket, I got to see Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct. 
I probably wouldn't be here today. <laughs> I, I mean, I would have just retired in the moment saying, it can't possibly get any better than this, can it? What is the reason to continue living, Darren? That would be one heck of a day. I know you have that scene, right, the Wendy Peppercorn scene. So as we open up the phone lines on the other side, Darren Vaught was not required to do this. By the way, intern Will, we did not tell him you got to dig something up about Wendy Peppercorn, right? You can vouch for this. I can. He, he picked I, gave the sand, his, I gave his specific directions. <laughs> he picked the sandlot himself. I don't even know if he knew. Maybe he just assumed my fascination with the <laughs> pretend you're drowning lifeguard scene. He's gotten to know me that well. He has well been here more than In a our week. short time together. Uh, extremely well done, Will. Thank Shit you. Uh, we'll have Will teach the class to the other interns to make sure that they meet that very high bar. I like it. That he just set. So as you cue up the Wendy Peppercorn scene, it's not even that long, I don't think. Uh, as audio things go. Very quick tidbit from me, and I know, Darren, although it was not in your job description, you have a fun fact. I do. About the Sandlot. Here's mine, just as a business owner, like you could tell Will's brain went into other directions, and I am <laughs> so proud that he researched Boys of Summer. Like, he didn't just see there's some book and they had to change the name of the movie, right? He went the extra mile. That's the difference between mediocrity and greatness, Darren. The seeds of greatness were planted today here on the David Glenn Show. My sports business mind, my business owner mind, went to the money. So Will didn't sprinkle much of that in, I don't think. But how about this? The budget for the Sandlot movie was $7 million approximately. What did they make at the box office? $34 million plus. So now you've got a five-time return on your investment, which would be great by movie standards, right? Here's the best part. Because it became a cult classic, and if you track down those actors to this day, they'll tell you that the royalty checks just keep rolling in. They made $34 million at the box office. That's people going to see the movie in theaters. What did they make over the long haul in VHS and DVD sales for The Sandlot? How about $76 million? So now your $7 million budget movie has brought in at least $110 million and <laughs> counting, and that's before other forms of merchandising. That's just box office plus old VHS, modern DVD. I don't know what – I couldn't find the ultimate number, but I need more of those returns on my investments. Yeah, right. $110 million and counting after the $7 million investment. The only other fun fact I had, Darren, and this is true. You could look up. This is an actual lawsuit. Everybody remembers the character Squints. In the movie, his name is Michael Squints Paladorus. And it's spelled P-A-L-L-E-D-O-R-O-U-S. Michael Squints Paladorus. Great character. Clearly has a sense of humor. You can fall wherever you'd like on the moral and ethical scale when it comes to his tricking of Wendy Peppercorn. I'm just not up to that debate today. But there was a real-world person with a very similar name who was known by personally one of the makers of the movie and long after the sandlot became the success that it was there was a lawsuit a guy whose real name is michael polydorus p-o-l-y-d-o-r-o-u-s like it's hard to say i don't know who this guy is <laughs> there's no way squints was based on him when you knew him as a child and you only changed a few letters, like the, the first name is the same, 
The second last name sounds the same. You just kind of fumble the letters a little bit. I don't know if he claimed that his nickname was Squints as a child, but he files a defamation lawsuit against Mick, uh, his childhood classmate, David Mickey Evans, the writer and director of The Sandlot, claiming that the Squints character was clearly him, and as a result, it was a derogatory parallel, and it caused him extreme shame and humiliation <laughs> as folks mocked him on the basis of the silver screen version of Michael Squint's Paladoris. Now, fast forward, the guy lost his lawsuit. You are allowed to have fictional accounts of real people, and you might protect yourself better if you, you know, change the name a little bit more dramatically. But that guy filed that lawsuit, lost, it was appealed, lost on appeal. It went all the way up to the Supreme Court of California, this lawsuit against 20th Century Fox, the maker of The Sandlot, before the real world Michael Polidorus finally pulled his plug on that legal action. Those are my two fun facts on today's classic sports movie. That one's fascinating, but uh, my, my fact actually is a, it is a direct tie to your first when you talk about the money aftermath of the movie here. Uh, and you know, I love, we love as a show to pump up minor league baseball within Indeed. the state. So with USA Baseball, I was recently at BB&T Ballpark in Uptown Charlotte, home of the Charlotte Knights, and noticed that they have the Sandlot Night coming up. July 25th, Ooh. Tom Geary, who played Scotty Smalls, is going to be there. So Killing me, Smalls. If you go to BB&T Ballpark July 25th, it's a Thirsty Thursday. You can meet Ooh, Scotty Smalls. You can meet Smalls. How many people while in that line will feel the urge to say, you're killing me, Smalls? You're what? killing me, Smalls. I'd have to do it. If I waited in that line and finally got up there and met that actor, I know he's heard it tens of thousands of times. I would have had to I do it. I just wonder anyway. if the line gets particularly long, all of the jokes that are going to be made, right? If somebody's, somebody's waiting to get his autograph and maybe, maybe it's taking a, a, a few more minutes and he's not immediately, you know, because it's a one-to-one -one interaction. It's going to take a little bit of time probably. Show of hands, who in these studios right now can say that they have never been on the giving or receiving end of you're killing me smalls like would that be universal in all of our I age so. brackets i think so i have said it and received it countless times and that applies to the teenage generation darren representing the 20s and 30 somethings and me representing those older than that we all get it right i don't know if that applies to senior citizens maybe the movie the movie was made in the 90s but intern Will, way to step up to the plate, man. Will was not born when The Sandlot came out, but Will did it its due justice today as the intern of the day on the classic sports movie challenge of the day. Very well done. Darren, thank you for adding the Killing Me Smalls aspect as it applies to the Queen City of Charlotte, North Carolina. July 25th. July 25th. Again, it's a thirsty Thursday. Oh, we're going to miss it. We'll be yeah. in Charlotte next week. But we won't be there July 25th unless we go to when's training camp start for the Panthers. That's the, the day before. All right. All right. So I don't Wednesday know if we're going to get down maybe. to the training camp, but that would be a nice little side, a side trip if we're in the neighborhood. All right. On the other side, more of your phone calls. 
We have the NBA on our mind today. We have the Major League Baseball All-Star Game on our mind. I gave you the Wimbledon and British Open updates of the day. Some went back in on the success story of the U.S. women's national team and the controversy of the equal pay issue. Gary and Wilson wants to answer the question of the day, which sport does this all-star thing the best and why? The NBA is getting the most votes, but NASCAR, the NFL, and Major League Baseball are nipping at their heels for the silver medal. 1-800-849-2761. Hope you appreciated the fastest-growing game show in all of sports radio. We will be highlighting the classic sports movie challenge throughout the month of July. 1-800-849-2761. You can be next with that number on The David Glenn Show. You're killing me, Smalls. Kurt Busch is joining us, 38-year-old champion of the Daytona 500. I went out with Gronk last night after uh, after we won the race. Did you really? Was, it was fun. Got about an hour's sleep. I asked him, I go, hey, when do you have to report to training camp? He goes, July. I said, well, we can't be friends because i got to <laughs> go back to racing. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show. To the David Glenn Show, Richard Justice on Major League Baseball live in 45 minutes, Heather O'Reilly live in 60 minutes. She called the Women's World Cup as a broadcaster for Fox Sports. She's worn the red, white, and blue as a really tough, really good player for the U.S. women's national team. She remains a star for the North Carolina Courage and went straight from that long intercontinental flight to the practice pitch as a member of the Courage. We will catch her coming off of those workouts when she dials us up about 60 minutes from now. You can jump in on the MBA, MLB, USA, Wimbledon, British Open, or other headlines of the day. The floating question of the day is this with the All-Star Game on tap tonight in Cleveland, the Midsummer Classic, if you will. Which sport does this All-Star thing best and what makes you say that? Again, thanks to intern Will for his wonderful contributions to today's classic sports movie challenge. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. In the NBA, as we go to Gary and Wilson on the question of the day, in the NBA, these, among others, are on my mind. LeBron James, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, the city of Los Angeles, and the lowly Charlotte Hornets. I will elaborate on why most free agency dominoes have fallen into place. We had to wait a long time for Kawhi Leonard as the last huge domino to fall into place in his place the in his case the LA Clippers. Summer league action continues, but no Zion Williamson of Duke for New Orleans for precautionary reasons his back and his knee. No Cam Johnson of Carolina. If you missed that one, he's a member of the Phoenix Suns now. Because of weird rules involving if you were traded on draft night. Now, Zion, again, is, is sort of a physical thing. Cam, among others, and this applies to Ty Jerome of UVA. You will not see him in summer league. If you remember uh, Jarrett Culver from the Final Four at Te of Texas Tech, he's a member of the Timberwolves. This, this has applied to him as well. All those first-round draft picks were traded, moved on draft night. Because NBA rules demand that those trades don't become official until July 6th, well, you're not allowed to start working for your new team. You know who it is. They know they've acquired you. But because of these rules, it doesn't become official to the 6th. 
Well, how can you meet with trainers and doctors and coaches and teammates on your summer league team if you're by rule not allowed to do any of that stuff until after the trade becomes complete? They say that for precautionary reasons, like we can't teach you our system. There's not enough time. If the if summer league starts before July 6th, then you're not even allowed to technically be our player until July 6th. We're just pulling the plug entirely. It's a shame. I think they probably are going to examine that rule. But no Cam Johnson, no Ty Jerome for the Phoenix Suns, and no Jared Culver for the Timberwolves. If you're wondering why, that is the explanation. We still get to see a whole bunch of others. Nikhil Alexander-Walker of Virginia Tech had an amazing debut for the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, Zion is out, but R.J. Barrett has had a rough start for the Knicks. It's still early. I'm not drawing too many conclusions, good or bad, at this point. But the NBA Summer League actually offers some compelling content because a lot of those guys are expected to matter on the big NBA roster once that season begins later this year. Gary and Wilson, welcome in on the question of the day. Which sport does this all-star thing best and why? I do think the NASCAR all-star race is a great answer, but I do think the NBA is the best answer. What's your answer to the question of the day? Well, first off, I must say you're killing me, Will. Great work by your intern. Right. Uh, we empty the effort I, bucket here, man. He he did not take that half-heartedly, did he? Oh, not at all. My daughter, who's a college senior, her nickname is Small because of her ability to deliver the classic line. You're killing me. You're that, killing me, Small. That is great. That's awesome. What else you got on the question of the day? Okay, I'm going to vote for the Major League Soccer All-Star Game. What they typically do is invite a high-profile European club team over to play straight up against the selection of All-Stars. That's a good idea. So instead of a game where everybody is doing gentle fist pumps, you've actually got guys cracking each other's skin. I like it. That's a good contribution to the question of the day. Thank you for listening as always. And thanks to one of our great contributors, Gary and Wilson, dialing us up at 1-800-849-2761. All right, Hour 3 does have two guests, Richard Justice on baseball, Heather O'Reilly on all things soccer, fresh off the pitch in her case. The classic sports movie challenge of today is in the books. Stay tuned for more of that throughout the month of July here on the David Glenn Show. More of those other reasons that I am thinking of the NBA. LeBron, CP3, Russell Westbrook. Could he really be on the move? to the heat or someone else more on those nba stories with more of your calls next on the david glenn show mike lupica welcome back to the david glenn show sports used to be called the toy department and i said look at the political scene and 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 tell me that's any more real or or more serious than what we see when people say oh stick to sports who passed that law you're listening to the david glenn show The All-Star Game is on my mind. Richard Justice joins us in 30 minutes. The NBA is on my mind. LeBron James, Chris Paul, and the city of L.A. in particular. Heather O'Reilly drops by in 45 minutes. You can join the conversation, too. 1-800-849-2761 next. 
Kevin Harlan is joining us. It was a boring game, and the guy ran out right through the formation as if he was a wide receiver <laughs> to be a part of the play. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. You always think of calling that dramatic last-second buzzer-beating shot or a touchdown pass or, or something more historic. This is the David Glenn Show.